Locked on Big 12 podcast. The rumor mill is heating up. Colorado potentially on the move to the Big 12. We'll have some thoughts on that. David Smoke of 365 Sports is here to break it down with us. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, Josh Neighbors here. David Smoke is joining us today. Smokey, appreciate you giving us some time to talk about the only thing that anybody in Big 12 country wants to talk about, and that is conference realignment. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's nuts since the Texas and Oklahoma story popped back in what uh, July of 2021, right after Big 12 media days, like the week after. And uh, I'll never forget we were there. Everything seemed fine. We had Lincoln Riley and we had um, Steve Sarkeesian on the show, and everything was. Of course, the Big 12 has been like that. Remember the one year they had a, a slogan, "One True Champion," and that was the year that was a my goodness, uh, Armageddon of controversy on TCU and Baylor head to head didn't matter. Rankings didn't matter. It's it, that's another thing, but yeah, it's, it's really, it, and it's affected what we do on our show. It, it really, really has because it's grown so much. And you know that with what you're doing, realignment, you know, it's, it's, I'm not a clicks and views guy. I've, I really tried to stay away from that. I just try to be who I am and, Sometimes my opinions or what we cover may get that, but it's not, that's not what we set out to do, but man, the realignment is a different animal. Uh, we, we could have, for example, yesterday, Paul had a, a segment about the CW channel because Stuart Mandel and the athletic had mentioned that they might've been in talks. Well, they, that, they had conversations, but nothing's there. And so you get some people that go, that's disappointing because they need something. And then there are some, uh, why would you guys report? We didn't report it. We were just discussing it. And, and now this, like you said, I saw Jason Shear in Arizona. He's been, he's been really one of those that has not been sucked in by all the PR that some others seem to be when it comes to the Pac-12. And, of course, there's some in the Big 12 that have been in that, that same category. But Jason's been pretty steady from the beginning that he thought there was a lot of issues and a lot of what would you call scars and problems and – and now the, the possibility that Colorado's on the clock, who knows? And, and then again, by tomorrow, Josh, it might change. That's it's that's what this has been all about for almost two years. Well, and let's let's go with Colorado because that's kind of the hot the hot issue right now. And I thought it was interesting when the Pac-12 presidents came out and did their you know little I guess kind of PR tour in a certain way. Um, the one kind of group that was pretty quiet out of the corner schools that we've talked about. One group was really quiet, quiet was Colorado. Uh, we did not hear a ton, it felt like, from there. From, we, we, Utah was pretty, you know, anti-Big 12. Arizona State was anti-Big 12, but I thought still, like, more down the middle of some of the stuff they said. Arizona was, I mean, about as, you know, doing as much, I thought, public uh, eye-battering as you could. Or basically just like, look, we, we have options. And we're glad we have options. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated their candor. So Colorado now, we, we heard from Andrew Marshan and Jason Shear mentioned this as well. There is some steam picking up there. So what have you heard about this? And kind of also the idea that maybe only one school at a time could kind of make the dominoes fall. Just your thoughts on, on the kind of the latest Colorado rumors. Well, Jason Shear has been, as I said, he's been pretty solid. I, we have a couple of guys that are on our site. One of them is our partner, uh, one of the owners in Brian Etheridge. And then we have another one that's a data analy- analytical guy. 
And then there's a couple that are on our site, Sikkim365.com, that are very much tied in. And from the beginning, where I think everyone talked about the four corner schools with Colorado, Utah, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and then some people tried to shoot holes in that, and here we are, nothing has changed yet in the last several months. But I got the impression that Colorado and Arizona were just waiting for one of the others to maybe, like, not blink, but move or make a decision. And then if one or the if Colorado did, then Arizona would. Or if Arizona did, then Colorado would. Utah, I still want to know. I'm not sure where they are uh, when it comes to the pecking order of what may happen. Um, I, I, I don't know what would be – first of all, if any of that's true, if any of that happens, we know what that means for the Pac-12. We also know what it means for the Big 12 as they continue to try to grow and be different with Brett Yormark and what he's done. But I don't know, Josh, if it ends up being, let's say there's just two teams, it, it, maybe there's four, maybe it's zero. But if it was to be a slow drip, like an Ivy drip, let's say team or program Y, in this case, let's say Colorado, and then maybe a week or two later, it's Arizona. To me, that would be like bleeding to death if you're the Pac-12. There's also the thought that if one team jumps, then one or three others would be right behind them. I, I don't know how the timeline's going to work. I really don't. When the Big 12 has been, if you want to use the word rated, it was Nebraska and then Colorado, both immediately, uh, but 2010, whatever. And then it was A&M, Missouri. Then it was Texas and Oklahoma. So it's always been like Noah's Ark. There's a one and two, you know, there's one and there's a, an image or a, a mirror or a shadow. And I'm not saying shadow is a negativity to any of the schools I mentioned, but I would think that if one school moves, like if it's Colorado, San Diego State, as much as they've been at least discussed or SMU, that's not going to make the difference. That's so. If it's two schools, then you're really the Pac-12. You wonder if they almost have to respond, even if they're not ready to, right? And mm. but if it's Colorado, and with what Dion's brought to the table. And it's a former Big 12 team that used to be a part of the conference, kind of climbing back and knocking on the door, going, Hey, we'd like to come back in the room. Then I think that is then how many of the rats jump off the ship, so to speak. So, you know, you guys get the chance to speak with Mac Rhodes uh, weekly, right? He's, yep. or, you know, yeah. And I, I want to tackle this also from the administrative point of view, because I think that's, that's something we have to consider. There's two parts of this. Number one is, how long do you put up with the insecurity, the deadline moving, being moved back, the bad press, the rumors? And I also think, too, like if you're the president's, I mean, you don't look great after going out there publicly and, you know, making those comments about well, we're pretty confident, but then having the deadline pushed back and all this like you just you don't look great now. And now, you know, the deadline being pushed back and they get the Colorado smoke and whatnot. If you're you know, if you're the brass at Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, is there a certain amount of you? It's like, man, we can just cut the crap and just go and, and we can go somewhere else. It's not our first option. We'd love to stay together, but we'd all love geography to, to be what drives the sport. It's kind of what build it, but that's not really the reality we live in anymore. Right. And I would just say, all right, we can cut all this stuff off. We can, we can go to the big 12 and actually also too, I think, you know, you're, you kind of feel good about the next TV contract too, because mm -hmm. a weaker pack 12 means more money for the big 12 because the big 12 offers game, same place, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, David, 
it takes a, it's a pretty brave move to switch conferences. It's not you're not just jumping to the SEC or the Big Ten, right? I mean, we love the Big Twelve; they seem secure, but this is not jumping to a seventy, eighty million dollar a year right. proposition per school. That's a brave move. Yeah, and the move could be, even though you hear about that figure, $31.7 million for each school and whatever, and then there's the extension, which is going to end up being more money, even without Texas and Oklahoma. They worked that out because Yomark moved so quickly and got the slots that were available with Fox and ESPN. And maybe, you know, of course, if it was Texas and OU still involved, they would have gotten a lot more. We understand that. We understand the 800-pound gorillas that were are leaving. But yeah, when you're talking about or you're discussing what could be a jump for six to ten million, that's different than USC and UCLA making a jump for what could be twenty-five to forty million or more. And geographically, you're right. College football used to be built by that. Now it doesn't matter because of you know the travel time is is still travel time, but Mountain Time and Pacific Time and East Coast and Central, that's all the same. But it's like, that's just kind of like, okay, we're going to have to go this way. West Virginia has been in the Big 12 for 10 years. Now, it's not easy. And Huggins has discussed that. He's you know, it's, the it's, He always complains about it. Even if they were elite in basketball again, even if the, the football team was elite in, in football, it, it doesn't matter. It's going to wear you down. At the same time, that really is not in the equation. Presidents can say that. Faculty members can say that. Um People that can worry about that can say that it comes down. Bottom line is dollars. And I, I, I also wonder now, listen, that it's almost like this PAC 12 big 12 deal has been a turf war. It's almost right. like you're on a beach and you draw a line in the sand and it all got that way because, well, first of all, the PAC, and I'm not getting off your question, but the PAC 12 remember tried to take away from the big 12 with Texas and OU and I think Oklahoma state and Texas and whoever else, so it's not like they're innocent here. Uh, and then when Texas and Oklahoma left, I mean, all you heard about was, okay, the Pac-12 is going to get Tech and Oklahoma State and whoever else. They didn't. The Big 12 was sitting there like, oh, my goodness, are they going to survive? That's been the case for them for over a decade. They, they, you talk about a cat with nine lives. That's what the Big 12 has been. But they always find a way to survive. And I think that if Arizona and Colorado, whoever it might be, moves – it's not going to be only dollars. I think it's going to be bigger than that. Now, again, I know that I've just said it's all about the dollars. I think it's going to be about being a part of something that is growing, that is refreshing, and it is new with Brett Yormark's doing. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I saw part of a podcast where he was on with a guy that is in a, a turnkey, ZRG, whatever, and he's talking about Big 12 Mexico, um, and I think it, it's, they're not stagnant. And that's what the Big 12 used to get themselves in trouble because they were always stagnant. It was what does Texas or Oklahoma want? And that's nothing negative about them. They could do that. Or even back in the day, back when Nebraska was who they were. Um, but they were always stagnant. Like they, they were like, and I'm not a political guy, and I'm not, but it's almost like the government trying to pass something that it's just not going to happen. If you don't have enough of your blue states and your red states or whatever, no matter how good the decision or idea might be, the Big 12 was like they were the 800, they were the government. They couldn't move. And a lot of it was because a couple of people wouldn't let them move. I think Arizona or Colorado, whoever it might be, also a part of this decision is, damn, man, if you don't mind my language, 
This is freaking awesome what they're trying to do. I want to be a part of that. We might be stuck here again for another three to five years with nothing going on, less money, no new ideas, no momentum. Why don't we go do something where everything seems to be growing and tomorrow your mark might announce something else different. Right. And I think that's part of the allure as much as it might be five to eight or whatever million dollars a year. You know, there is a certain irony to the the conference that's based. I mean, it really is based in Texas. Uh, being the more progressive of the two conferences, you know, you have the yeah. conference of the West Coast schools. Yep. And and it's you know the, the Big Twelve has been kind of more progressive with all this stuff. And I think you're right. It kind of opens opens things up. And there is with, with that kind of forward thinking, there is a security about it. I also will say too, having being as good at basketball as the Big Twelve has been, and also having TCU in a national championship game. I know it's kind of surface stuff and it doesn't bridge any money gap, but like th- th- there is a place for this league. It hurt. major college it, athletics. It, yeah. It, it doesn't hurt that even though the big East was probably the best tournament conference this year because of all the things they did, right. but it doesn't hurt when you're having like success is not more important than the dollars or the, the v- viewership, but it doesn't hurt. Because if what are what if you're both? What if you're bad at both? What if you're not having success and your dollars don't look good, and then you might create the anxiety or, or whatever the word would be for others who are at least like looking, like who are they dating next? Mm-hmm. We we know uh, there has been contact. So that right then and there is something that, and that's been confirmed. Your marks kind of discussed that. Um, Schools have discussed that. Even the Arizona president, Robbins, as much as he has said, we don't want it. To, we don't want anything to happen. We want to stay here. I get that, but we have talked. I mean, so uh, and there were people trying to say no. They have not been talking. Yes, they have been talking. They have been, yeah. And if they've talked, they'd be doing it wrong. By the way, the, the, the school presidents would be doing it's malpractice no. if they hadn't been doing it. You should fire them. You should right. ask them to leave if they had not been doing. Okay, hey, listen, this is what we want to do. But there are options here that we need to kind of keep updated on. So, and and whether, and if they're talking to Arizona, that means they're talking to Colorado. If they're talking to Colorado, they at least have conversation with Utah. Some of that might be third party. Some of it might be directly. Some of it might be those schools calling your mark. And 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 if they aren't, like you said, they should be escorted off the campus for not trying to do what's best for the campus. Um, it it. Uh, your mark, I'll never forget on the day he was announced. We had Mac Rhodes, I think, that day or that – I believe it was on that day. And he didn't know much about him. Now those, those two guys are like this, man. I mean, right. they are – in fact, Mac and – I was at uh, – it was the football kickoff luncheon at McLean Stadium back in August, uh, late August, I think. And uh, whenever they have that in Waco like they do in all the other cities – and your mark was there to speak. And I was able, to, I was fortunate enough to be able to get him off to the side in a room where he was in a room with Bob Berta, who's the head of communication, so to speak. Uh, Brett Yormark, I think there was one other person as a part of the Big 12 and Mac Rhodes in this, in what is the, uh, like one of the highest level suites at McLean Stadium. And I got him off to the side. And I mean, he and Mac are tight. And Mac didn't even know much about him at all, but he's going to learn. And I, there seems to be forward thinking. When you talk to Gene, Gene Taylor at Kansas State right. or Jamie Pollard at Iowa State, Josh, you know, we've had we've had some of these guys on the AD at, uh, Homo at uh, at Brigham Young, Cunningham at Cincinnati, uh, the UCF is AD. We've had Pesman at Houston. 
Do you know uh, the uh, AD at, at Oklahoma State? And I'm not dropping names. I'm just saying to a man, there has never been any kind of wobble about what they're doing. But that was not always the case in the Big 12 when we had ADs on maybe three, four, five, or ten years ago. And what's interesting about it, too, because you know, during my time at XM, we would have those guys on and hearing yep. those some of the conversations that they had. They are they're pretty consistent. Like we do not love everything he suggests. And I think it's really healthy. Yes. Like, I think it's the fact that like this guy is yes. like, look, look, folks, we've got a bunch of things that I want to try to do. And look, these guys have to look out for their their interests. But I think now more than ever, obviously, as an athletic director, you have to look out for conference health in a way that you have not before, especially if you're at the Big 12 level. And I like the fact that there is like there is a it feels like there is a give and take, which there needs to be, because if there's some blind faith, you might end up in a, in a tough situation, which I think is good. The conference that was stuck in the mud is now the mm -hmm. conference that is throwing so many things out there, not just to throw it against the roof. Like when you uh, you cook spaghetti, I used this the other day and for some reason it got hot. Like when you're cooking spaghetti noodles and you want to know if they're done you take one, you throw it against your refrigerator, and if it falls down, it's not ready yet, right? right. If it sticks, it's ready. It's not like they're doing that. This is all right. planned. And I think there's probably some things that your mark brought up. Even from the beginning, they're like, man, what the hell is he talking even like, about? Even like Gonzaga for basketball, it's like, yes. well, you know, and, and look, it's a, I think it's a great, I mean, I think the, the fact the idea is even public is good news because it yep. puts more pressure on it. But like that might not happen. And I'm, and I'm not saying all the schools have to be cool with that. But that's a really strong idea to help unify and strengthen what is the best basketball conference in the country. It's yes. things like that that just make a ton of sense. Growth, growth, newness. Yeah. Uh, what is it? April the 11th. And, and I, this is a terrible analogy because I'm old and I can't think of anything else. Right now, people will have wherever you live, if it's been cold or at least been like in Texas where it's up and down, you're starting to see growth in your yard. You're starting to see grass come through, right? It was dormant or weeds, and now you're starting to see grass because it's getting warmer. The Big 12 was always dormant. Now they're the ones that have this fresh grass growing, so to speak. And I think there's probably some ADs that are like, I don't know, but but he's has he failed him yet? And the Gonzaga thing, I think if that was to happen, I would think that happens sooner rather than later. And Josh, it has nothing to do with what Arizona or Colorado or anyone else, that's a separate deal. All right, right. It's like, it's like you have, you're a salesperson and you have like eight clients or prospects that you've sent proposals to. You're not going to get all eight. If you do, that's great. But if you don't have enough of those juggling in the air, you're going to end up with nothing. And so Brett Yormark has something always like big 12 Mexico we realize how many people live in Mexico. I mean, it's like not that far from a, a few of the schools. And so uh, Dave Aranda with Mexican heritage is one of the coaches in the big 12. Who knows how that might, and I'm just using that as an example. Right. Arizona's connected to Mexico, right? And Texas is connected to Mexico. So California is connected to Mexico. So, and I don't even know what that idea is. is it going to be like the NFL where they play one game down there? Right, right. Tournament. The, the NBA has played basketball there as well. Yes. It, it, why not? Why not? I mean, the Cowboys are incredibly popular because they were smart enough back even the days of Gilbrandt to be able to go down and scratch that itch in Mexico, to go to Arizona, to go to California, to not be afraid to go to places. And now the Cardinals have, yeah, they have their fan base, but we've heard, we know the Cowboys national appeal is because they, they were not afraid to branch out and go do training camp in thousand Oaks back in the day. Now Oxnard. Um, and it's, it's just, 
there are ideas. And, and every time I see a new one, I'm like, okay, I, I'm like, I, I'm not going to wait. It like there's a summit now. They're going to be this business summit with a representative from all 14 of the Big 12 schools, uh, where they're going to play the Big 12 baseball championships. Mm -hmm. Does that bring any money? No, but it's something that makes sense and something that is again refreshing and new. And I love it that it's not just TV money, which is what stirs the you know that that, that uh, stirs the drink. It's so many things that are out there, and, and I, I just think some, not the SEC, not the Big Ten, not the ACC, but there's got to be some schools out there going, man, they're having fun now. I mean, like, right. you know, remember when your Mark said he wants to be more younger and more hip, at least bring that generation, the concerts he had in Kansas City with Shaquille, Shaq Diesel, whatever. That, I, again, how much money that's going to bring in for Iowa State, maybe nothing, but it shows energy. It shows synergy it shows something that they're doing rather than sitting on their hands on the couch doing nothing and to kind of wrap this up a couple of things i want to get your thoughts on because you've seen so many i mean i've seen a ton of comments from fans and whatnot and i i think the one the one thing i like to maintain about this is that you're a fan of pac-12 school you're a fan of a big 12 school like you you are more like than i think you, you sometimes they care to note like your gripe is not really with each other. You know, there are a lot of people who love Washington state the same way Baylor fans love their Baylor bears. And it's, it's not, you know, I, I like to make sure everybody kind of keeps in mind, like do not keep, make this stuff personal. You know, it, it is right. the, the leadership of the PAC 12 is where the ire is. If you want to be upset about the comments that some of the folks have made and about the, maybe the ways they have treated big 12 schools, right. Uh, you know, the idea of the truck stop conference, then, you know, I think I thought, I thought uh, Klyavkov's comment about uh, we haven't decided if we're going shopping there yet. Yes, that that's the one comment I've ever you know seen. Just been tough, but that was it's not individual fans should not have yes. the eye between each other. Yeah, no. that was a boomerang. This, that was a that was a comment that was arrogant. Yes. That was a little bit of him being bitter because he felt like he was being like bombarded or grenades being thrown towards his. And I get it. Fight for your conference. But we haven't decided who we're going to go sh if we're going to go shopping. When you need to make sure you whatever groceries you have in your kitchen aren't walking out the door, right? Or going and, bad. Yeah, and then the, the, but the, the the line in the the line in the sand, as I mentioned before, from even those who cover whether it's Josh or what we do with our show cover, you know, we're thought of as a Big Twelve more. No, that's what we are. We I mean for the most part, yeah, we're going to have all the coaches on spring drills, all that what you do, but it's like this line in the sand of right. media in some ways. And that's, and it's really only came, it only came from a couple of different people, including someone who we used to have on because it was fantastic with graphics and it made sense and history and all that. And then all of a sudden he got personal with him. Well, he's done with us. I mean, that's, that's it. It's, I'm not going to get into names or whatever, but it, for, for whatever reason, it became political and personal for him to start taking shots. And I'm not saying you, but it's someone like, right. let's say you or us or anyone else that might've had a, an opinion, idea or speculation. There's no need for that. We have enough of that in this country. We have enough of that in this country where we can't like you have an idea and I have an idea. You have an opinion. I have an opinion. My God, let's just scream at each other until the other person can't talk anymore. No, that's stupid. It's just sports, right? And it's we understand too, the anxiety of the situation sucks. Oh, we we yes. all we went through it. We've been there. Like, I say, I, we, we were not sure about how long this thing was going to last, right? Yeah. We were on the edge of it. You know? Yeah. So. It, again, 
Nebraska to be. I understand the headspace that some of these. 2010, 2000, what, 13, what, 10, 12, whatever, AM. It's happened three times. Probably could have happened eight times. Might have even happened before Nebraska and Colorado, uh, back when they had the transition when Dan Beebe lost control of everything. Um, I mean, that I keep forgetting his name. The the interim commissioner that came in when BB stepped down when all hell broke loose, he was probably a guy that should have something trophy named after him. He was an interim. God, I wish I could remember his name. He did a phenomenal job. And then, of course, Bowlesby uh, effectively sleeping at the wheel with Texas and Oklahoma. And yet he uh, might Chuck, have Chuck Nanus. Nanus. Chuck Nanus. Chuck Nanus. That's yeah, it. But he and we had him on about a year ago. He was fed. But uh, Bowlesby, as much as he might have been asleep at the wheel. Maybe he was still no different than anyone else. What he did and how fast he did by taking those four schools that are coming in with Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and Brigham Young, the four best options. There could be an argument about, all right, what about Memphis or someone like that? He got the four best options. Imagine, Josh, where we would be today had that not happened because some of those might be a part of the Pac-12 or another conference and the Big 12 could be again sitting on their hands, stuck in the mud with nothing else to do but look at the watch, the, the seconds click off the, uh, the the clock. Last thing, I know we're not trying to be too much in the prediction game because we're just trying to follow the news and give our thoughts about it, but where do you think this, this goes? And look, my, my feelings about this, I'll be honest, I'm not super consistent because the news changes and yeah, you know, it's once like we talked about, it's a brave decision to leave a conference, go to a new one. It's a tough thing, but where do you think this ultimately ends? Uh, at least in the I, short term, long term, we don't know, but short term, I where do you still think, think? I still think that no matter all the smoke, no matter today, whether it's what Jason Shear or whoever else says something about Colorado, I, I mean, I think the Pac 12 is on life support. I, I don't think they're dead. I'm not, I, and I don't want them to be. Just like right. I'm sure, I don't know, maybe they wanted the Big 12 dead back when they went through their when they've been wounded. Um, I still think in my gut, and I've said this to even those, some of the media consultants who used to be a part of this part of business as far as sports business, to even some on our site that all feel like this thing is headed towards at least a couple of teams leaving. I still think for whatever reason that they're going to figure it out it's not going to be gorgeous. It's surely not going to be pretty, but they're going to figure it out, kick the can down the road, try to get down three years from now, and then see what else changes. And the the life the, the life saving thing for them is not going to be whoever they get linear because we know that's going to be minimal money. Will what they're doing with the streaming with Amazon or Apple actually be ahead of his time? And they are the ones who somehow get not a landslide of money. But maybe they're the ones that get up, get out in front of something before we even understand really what it is. And if that that's the way that they're going to survive, and I still think down in my my gut, and I've been wrong, but somehow this is going to be kicked down the road for like three years, and they somehow stay together. And if that's the case, good for them. And if it's not, then I hope like Mac Rhodes or Bet Yormark or Gene Taylor or Jamie Pollard or whoever else has said the Big 12's ready. Okay. Our doors are open. Let's make a deal. David, appreciate your time. Where can folks find you and your work and all of its variety? We're on every afternoon live on uh, YouTube, 365 Sports. And my Twitter feed is like you have in front of me. Thank you very much, Josh, for doing that like yours. 
Uh, and it's great to be on with you, man. I mean, we've known each other for quite some time. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I started working at XM in 2020, and yeah, it's just weird. We we always, you know, everybody always kind of circles each other. There's you yep. know John Kurtz and and you and yeah, we're kind of circles. Yeah. So it's nice to always have these conversations. And it's, we talk about it. We beat our heads against the wall talking about it day after day after day. Oh, and one of the things that's interesting to me is that you know there's old fashioned television, there's old fashioned radio, and I was a part of TV and radio for 40 years, 42 years, I guess. But this opportunity with what you're doing, what we're doing, the growth we've had is blowing me away. I mean, it really is. It's like, my God, how these podcasts and what you're doing on, it, it's been a lot of fun. But that's that's where we are, 365 Sports YouTube, 3 to 6. And the best part about it, if you go to that page, you can see the full replay or you can pick and choose like a, like a menu or a buffet. Oh, you want this one? You can just listen to that seven or 12 minutes or like this one, like what we've done, maybe the 20 minutes or, oh, you want us to, we, you know, we, we have been lucky. Uh, I, I, no, it's not lucky. Uh, we have been fortunate with Sonny Dykes mm -hmm. uh, uh, yesterday with Dana Holgerson. It was fantastic. Tomorrow, Dave Aranda, Friday, Kalani Sataki. So those interviews can be like just, oh, I just want to listen to that. You can't, or you can listen to us live, watch us live, watch the replay. And if you're in the central Texas area, we're on, the CW channel, speaking of which, they were brought up a little bit yesterday. Wow, I had no idea. That's, yeah. that's ironic. Wow, we there take, you go. We have a three-hour show, and we have a Baylor intern, Emery Winter, that takes those that three hours and breaks it into the four best segments we have that day. Could be interviews, could be topics, could be something. And then we put that at 1030 until 1130 on the local CW. That's the Sports Tonight, which is just another way for us to find new people and vice versa. Awesome, David. Once again, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk soon. Josh, let's do it again soon. Thank you, buddy. Good